You are listening to episode two of the Industrial Tradition Podcast. Today, I am so excited for you to meet Austin. He's my husband. He's a pipeline welder. He's a Ross Welding Online. And today, we are going to talk about, I think the title we decided was having social media influence without having social media. What he has learned, kind of what he thinks about it, how that has changed. That's what we're going to get into today. We believe that ordinary people's stories are the ones that need to be told. We want to meet you in the trenches of everyday life and say, me too. Pipeline families, farmers, ranchers, makers, mothers, mechanics, truckers, welders, and alike are all welcome here. Industrial Tradition is a brand dedicated to celebrating you and the way you live life. I'm Kayla, creator of Industrial Tradition and your host. I love that our community is filled full of people with tough roots and wild dreams. This is our community kitchen table. Show up here to talk shop, tell soul-filled stories, share your best advice, and shake hands with folks living on hard work and faith just like you. Explain to people where you are, what state, what structure, where are you? I'm in Pennsylvania and I'm sitting in the camper. Okay, so I am in Oklahoma in our other home. <laughs> we are apart doing this interview, which is a great way for us to test out because I'm not to do interviews apart from people all the time. So this actually works out. Let's tell the people what they came here for or why they would want to stay. I kind of wanted to pull the curtain back on this other not side of you because I mean what you talk about online is still pipeline and welding but it's totally different than going to work and being a welder every day you're now online doing you're kind of an online influencer you're a social media person it's different yes it is different and I probably don't even realize how different it is as far as what other people see I know I realize it's different because it's been a challenge for me but that's what I enjoy about it is the challenge it also started slow I think because we started our YouTube channel when was that over 2015 okay so it's been like a slow progression because at first you weren't like you were in the videos but you weren't a big part of them and we didn't talk as much about pipeline stuff and I guess it just like at first that's something that I wanted to talk about is what did you think about it like what did you think whenever I first started my blog and or the YouTube videos well you've kind of I feel like you've had a blog for quite a while so as far as the blog goes I didn't think much of it but whenever you started vlogging Yes, that was, it was even hard for you to do because we talked about it a lot and it was hard for you to do. But once we done it, we found out that we liked doing it and everybody started, like Kayla said, it was very slow going. Everybody started seeing the, the pipeline truck and realizing what we did, obviously. And a lot of people took interest to the welding side of things. So they started asking questions and we tried real hard to let people know that it's this channel is not just about welding you know we can answer a couple questions but it's not just about welding and that's what led us to the new pipeline series that Kayla come up with and uh, so we've done that and that was helpful to our audience but uh, again not focused just solely on welding so we started a 
and I wasn't open to this at first, if you remember, Kayla, I wasn't open to it at all. Yeah, I actually wanted to kind of get into that a little bit. Having my own channel, I like, I was like, no, I don't want to, I was very well not into it because all I could think about, because I wasn't used to being on social media, even back whenever I got on Facebook, a little backstory, I haven't been on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat in like, how long? Like three know, years? Long time. Long time. Yeah. I, I done away with Facebook because it was just nothing but this all day, which is, I'm over here scrolling for those of you that are not watching the video. I was just on my phone all the time scrolling. I just kind of got bored with it. And uh, so I just got away from it. So to think about having a YouTube channel of my own and answering questions about a line of work that I really take pride in and the hustle it takes to get into it and the way people earn their way into this lifestyle was very, I wasn't having it. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then, uh, I think the thing that helped me a lot was just over time warming up to it. And Kayla mentioned me a statistic one time about how a lot of people that read stuff online or watch videos on how to stuff, yada, yada, only a certain percentage of them actually do something with it. And that kind of helped me realize that I want to help the people that really want it because it took me back. Kayla's helped me stay grounded because whenever you're into something, so much and you do it every day. I never thought that I'd forget where I come from, but naturally I kind of have forgot how much I didn't know when I first started because I've always been wrapped up in the welding aspect of things. I've always just done it. I haven't really thought about it. So when Kayla started pointing out the fact that like she could see from other people's perspectives. So it really helped me open up to the idea of starting a channel and helping answer some questions and educate people about pipeline and welding. Yeah. Well, and I had that perspective because I was these people, uh, some are kids, some are adults who want to get into this industry, but with photography. And I was starved for information and industry secrets. And I was so lost and it felt impossible to figure this stuff out. And so I just saw the how similar it was. And so I was able to explain to Austin because he saw me going through that. He saw me because we were both trying to learn our trades, if you will, at the same time, kind of you a little bit ahead of me, obviously. But so whenever I was able to like, I think, tell you, hey, remember me who was like so happy to find so-and-so on social media that was talking about being a photographer and how much that helped me and how much hope it gave me and like what one little tidbit of advice would do for just to help in any way. And I think that that helped you see it like in real life and then kind of start to change your mind. But then even after you started to change your mind, you still got pushback. I remember whenever you started, you, whenever you started opening up, you got pushback from people and some old timers in, in the pipeline and welding deal about you sharing stuff online. I did get pushback. Yeah. Do you not remember? Vaguely. And that's weird. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't a ton, but I remember that there was some people and there still is today. Every now and again, we get comments about, oh, you're an idiot for, I don't want to use these like harsh words, but like you're stupid for telling these people all this stuff or like way to go for making it easy and all this different stuff. But another thing we have learned 
and maybe you could talk about a little bit is this idea of abundance, because this is something that we have learned and really taken hold of and both really try to live by now that we've kind of learned this, what would you call it? Like a principle? I don't know what it's called, but do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I think that that helped changed both of our mindsets as well. We read Kayla also introduced me to Audible, which allowed me to read a couple of books. I still haven't read a punch, but I do not read very often. But Audible really helped me um, start reading books. And one thing that I learned over reading books and hearing all the stuff that Kayla learned over from reading books and researching, because she's taught herself a lot, therefore she's taught me, is that there is not a shortage of things. People have this mindset, especially our parents' generation and beyond that, they have this idea of shortage. That's because things were different in our parents' generation. And they, so they just naturally were like hoarders. They hoarded their money. They thought there was, you know I mean? It was just, it's a whole mindset change as to where me and Kayla have learned that like, if you're striving towards what you love doing, there's not a shortage of things. So therefore it's not a bad thing to give out information and help other people because they're going to figure it out one way or another. There's an abundance in everything is essentially kind of what we've learned. And what we've chosen to kind of believe in, right, is it takes some faith to believe that. And just to say, that's what train we're on. We're here to help people, to bring people with us, to pull people up instead of to keep people pushed down just so that we can stay one step ahead. And it's just changed about everything that we do. That's why we have, besides collecting, you know, AdSense, which is very little money, we've yet to do anything at this point that is paid. Everything we've talked about and given out is free because we got into this mindset of we want to give. We want to give back. We want to give. We want to be what we needed. And we know that because there's an abundance of things, we can do that. And it will be good that we do that. It will come back to us in even a better way. And not that it's even about it coming back to us, but it's just if we're trying to teach you guys something that we've learned, it's, it's that faith in knowing that there's abundance in literally everything. You're exactly right. Faith plays a huge part in all this because I don't want to judge our parents' generation or whatever by saying they didn't have faith. They definitely had faith back then, but they went through such a hard time during the Dust Bowl and all that. Their, our grandparents or whoever, correct me if I'm wrong, whenever that happened back then and like the economy got bad and whatever, people naturally just got nervous. And uh, so I'm not going to say I didn't have faith, but it just, it really made them appreciate what they had. So they were very frugal with what they spent. Well, and coming back out of that was very hard for a lot of people and still is for hard a lot. It still is hard for a lot of people. But I think, and what we've learned is that if, if you can ever get to the point where you have way more faith and be more, what is it, frugal or whatever with your finances, with things and give more, we also say this a lot, and it's really cliche, but what goes around comes around. But that's that means more and more the more we, we do all this. Because like Kayla said, we have put out a lot of information with like pretty much no return. I'm not going to say no return. That's not right to say that. But a, very, a lot, a lot, a lot of free information or whatever. But yeah. we, we're not ever going to have an issue with that. I mean, that's what we're okay with doing, you know, because that's what it's all about. Right. 
helping other people. Well, and this is a totally different subject, but whenever we just were talking about faith, it made me think of all the things that we've learned from tithing. And I think that that's definitely something we could talk about later um, if people are interested because man has that taught us a lot of lessons. And this is kind of one that it really ties into well. So that just popped into my head whenever you're thinking about that. So it's crazy to think of how it has, it was slow, the progression of everything, but at the same time, it does feel like things are happening fast, especially with your channel, for instance. Like now that we've been doing this online thing, it's like anything we grab hold on to and do, it's, there's a little bit of a snowball effect. Did you think whenever you started your channel, was that in November of last year, 2017? Yes. yes. Did you think at all that a couple months later you would be with it where you are now? No, I did not. I really didn't know what to expect, but I definitely didn't see it growing like it did. I kind of want to talk about your channel, what you have learned from the, you know, having it in the short amount of time that you've had it, and also anything that we could kind of let people in on as far as anybody who's thinking about maybe doing something on social media because I think that your background and even your present is so different compared to most people that are online sharing. Most of them look a lot like me and I don't mean like physically look like me. I mean their day in and day out is a lot more like mine than it is like yours but I think that even if you didn't have me you could still do what you're doing online, although it would look a little bit different because like Austin said a little bit, a little bit ago is that he like, he doesn't do social media, which is kind of hilarious because he's on social media. He now does post to YouTube and edits his own videos, not all of them, but a lot of them and is even starting to edit some of our vlogs, but you're not every day. You're not on Facebook, Instagram, anything. Yeah, it's definitely a team effort. I want you to tell people like that are considering doing social media or who want to do it and don't know how, like what have you learned or like I can fill in the gaps because I know that you don't do it all, but I think that somebody could do it as a side hustle that is a welder or that is a pipeliner or that is a mechanic or that is a farmer. What would you say to them, the person who isn't totally engulfed in social media and being an influencer, but is intrigued by it, wants to help people, and is willing to give it a try. The thing I've most enjoyed about YouTube is what it's taught me. Being an influencer, you learn a lot because you get questions that all of a sudden you don't have the answers to, so you have to research. So therefore, you're constantly learning. And it has helped me personally with presentation, with, like I said, just researching stuff more often, being more in tune with what I do in my trade, because I have to do that because I'm trying to, because people are asking me questions and I want to help them. So therefore, I want to make sure I'm giving good information, not just, I want to make sure I'm giving good information and valuable information. And you don't realize how much you don't know until you get asked so many questions until you do something like this. So there's so much to learn. And that's what I like about it. If anybody's interested in doing it, I would definitely encourage it. Could you give them any tips on like on starting? So maybe if you could think back to 
what were your, some of your biggest hesitations or fears and what do you now know that is the truth behind those? One of the things I first struggled with whenever I first had a YouTube channel was thinking of content and worrying about content. And the longer, the more you do it, the more content you come up with. One thing leads to another, and that's one thing that has got better. Yeah, that's but, a really um, good one. It's a real good one, but I've, I'm still struggling with a lot, to be quite honest. It's hard to tell stories and also work at the same time, you know what I mean? Yeah. When, when you're working 60 hours a week and trying to do a YouTube channel, it's kind of hard, but that's why we chose to do it the way we did, which is once a week and just slow and steady. Yeah, I think that that's something that's something that you've learned is that I don't want to just talk for you, but so one thing that a lot of people talk about with YouTube and with any social media platform is the algorithm and consistency when posting. And so whenever we started thinking about Austin's channel, one thing that we had to be really realistic about is a posting schedule. What is that going to look like? What can I take on? But also like, what can he take on? What is he going to have time to film? To film? Hello. Film? We decided on once a week. I think that if you can't post at least once a week, that's fine. But if you're wanting to take it seriously, posting once a week is kind of the minimum. And so that's what we've chose to do. But doing that consistently has shown great results, wonderful results, and has been for the most part, very attainable for you. Absolutely. Very attainable. Obtainable. Because even though, even though I work 60 hours a week, you still find time to 60 plus hours a week. You still find time to watch TV, piddle outside, do stuff that doesn't have to be done. Yeah. Therefore, you have time to do this other. And you're going to have to like it because it has become, I mean, Austin now has a side hustle, which is basically the only extra thing he has time to do. And we have chosen to live a life where we basically fill our entire day doing work <laughs> at the end of, I mean, it's work, but it's passion projects and it's things that we want to do because of the future that we want. And that future is owning multiple businesses. And now part of that is having like personal brands. And so that's the route that we chose to go. But I think to do it consistently, to do it seriously, you have to make that choice. And that's just kind of part of it if you work as much as you do. And so you have to really love it. But I know that there's some people out there right now that have no idea how, but would offer so much great information. But they also wonder, is it for them? Because maybe they don't have Facebook or maybe they don't know how to use Instagram. And so I just thought that you're just such a good example of that. And I guess maybe it is kind of cheating because you have me, but we're also going to, I'm also going to try to help people fill in those other gaps that way. That's coming later, but future yeah. Uh, yeah, future notes. What I want to talk about is business and social media and stuff for niche rule businesses. If that makes sense. So people who want to do like what Austin's doing or like the local mechanic shop, the beauty shop, you know, all the small town businesses that are family owned or one person owned, 
female or male, I want to help them do this online thing in a way that makes sense for them. So anyways, that is coming for any of you guys that need that part, like the technical part of it. But I just, I just wanted Austin to tell you guys kind of from his perspective and also what he's learned with having a social media influence without having social media. Oh my gosh, is that the title? Should that be the title? This is how my brain works, you guys. It's always going, always thinking of titles and thumbnails and content. Also, can we talk about the word content? Because I just put up an IGTV video today. Did you know that Instagram got TV? I don't even know what that is. IGT. (laughs) This right here is exactly what I'm talking about. I think it's so funny because most business owners that are online know that Instagram came out with a long form video app called IGTV. But Austin over here in Austin land, a Ross welding land, he doesn't know because why worry yourself with all that stuff? (laughs) So anyways, I put on there back to the content thing that I thought that people should quit calling content content. Really? So maybe you need to watch my IGTV. So you know the tips. Why would you not call it content? Because I said, unless you're making content for other business owners and creative entrepreneurs, the word content is very commercial and disconnected. Like the average Joe person, like let's say, you know, 16 year old Colton found your YouTube video on the internet and you kept referring to every time you made a new video that you made new content. That would mean nothing to him. It almost kind of feels like you're trying to be like fancy or talk in some terms that he doesn't understand. And so it's like, you just should say, if your audience isn't creative entrepreneurs or other business owners, you should say, I made a video or I wrote a blog post or I posted on Instagram because that's what it actually is. The word content what used to be a behind the scenes word and then became mainstream, but people with audiences that aren't creative entrepreneurs are using it to say that they posted something new. And I just think that it's not the right wording. I agree. Especially you have to know your audience. Yeah. You want to so I just thought it terms. was, I thought it was funny that you said it, which for this audience, it kind of works but it mostly doesn't. So we can't use that word anymore because I made the statement. I made the rant. I declared it. So, so. Hey, is there a pause button on this podcast? That coffee went right through me folks, but we are back from our commercial break. Yeah. Here's the commercial sponsored by industrial tradition. If you didn't know, Industrial Tradition (laughs) is an online community and shop. So if you want to check it out, go to industrialtradition.com to learn all the things, to get you a shirt, to get you one of these cool hats that Austin is wearing. If you can't see it on the YouTube video and you're on audio, it's a leather patch hat. It's pretty cool. We love them a lot. Do, 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 do. And we're back. Okay. What are you reading, watching, or listening to right now that you're liking? I've been watching Peter McKinnon. Ah, good one. I haven't been. Uh, I haven't On been. YouTube. 
Yes, on YouTube, Peter McKinnon. He's a filmmaker. Filmmaker, and photographer. photographer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kayla is the one that a lot of my stuff comes from Kayla. And that's how I found, that's how I know about Peter McKinnon. And He's a genius it. with the camera. Yes. He does real good work. And that's why I've been watching his stuff because I'm trying to learn about filming and editing and everything else. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, that's a good one. What is your favorite place you've ever lived or visited? That's a toughie. That's a real okay. toughie. Okay. Because we just come from Montana, and that was gorgeous yeah. out there. Yeah, that it is. might top everything, really. I think, yeah, Montana for the view, western okay. Montana. Yeah, I think so. What is your favorite quote, verse, or saying? Like, what is something that you kind of live by, you have written somewhere? Something that inspires you. My favorite quote or saying comes from my grandpa growing up. And every Sunday after church, we would go to my nana and papa's, our grandparents, mm-hmm. after church and eat dinner. My grandma would cook dinner. And my grandpa, whenever we would leave, would say, learn something every day. So, And I've always remembered that. And uh, I worked for my grandpa growing up, and he was he was hard to work for at times, but it taught me a lot about having a good work ethic, and that, I, that has always stuck with me. Learn something every day. So that's what that is actually the what I end every video with on my channel is learn something yeah. every day, and yeah. that's huge that. because that's what life's all about is learning. So that's that's probably my what I want to have as my favorite. Before that was your favorite and you said it all the time, I think the one I would have expected you to say was slow and steady wins the race because I feel like you say that all the time. And didn't you used to have something like that wrote on a piece of paper above your dresser at our Stillwater house? Oh, you know, I don't remember. You had something about like the pace of something or like being patient. It was, it was, it was basically that same exact thing. Dang it remember i wish i would though yeah you had it on like a little like it was like a yellow piece of like those yellow pads that you always used to write on it was a piece of that paper and you had it like pinned to the wall which drove me crazy but yeah that (laughs) exactly (laughs) for those of you who are watching on youtube you can see austin's little yellow pads he's been writing on those for years and that's what that little quote was wrote on and he had it just like which I mean, we were younger, our house wasn't that cute, but he had it literally pinned like with a thumbtack to the wall right above his dresser. And it was something about that patience and consistency. Steady wins the race. I think it was. It's vaguely coming back. Guys, my memory's terrible. So please. (laughs) Well, I love those. And thank you so much for being on the podcast. It was fun to have you as my first guest. That's my pleasure. Thank you guys for joining us for the Industrial Tradition Podcast. If you loved this episode, please share it with a friend. If you haven't already, find us on your favorite social media. We are Industrial Tradition everywhere. I hope this conversation found you right where you are. Join us to celebrate and support one another on the road to life well lived. You can join in more with our community by visiting industrialtradition.com slash subscribe, and we will send you over all the ways you can hang out with us during the week. I'll be back here same time next week for another episode. Now it's time to push back your seat and go live your industrial tradition. Industrial Tradition.